good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brett Lamont. Today, we're doing a parking lot on the episode that we just had yesterday. This one, we're going to delve into more in the feedback loops as part of our DevOps series. I'm I'm hosting this one, but Sunny's still here. You, you still get to see Sunny from the Agile Operations part of People and Enablement Operations at ISBN. Hey, Sunny. So hey, then... Also, we've got Jesse Marchand, our DevOps part of People and Enablement Operations. Jesse, thank you for being here. Thanks for being on, on this whole series. This has been great content so far. No problem. And then, of course, last but not least, new friend of the pod, Dominic Meyer, Principal Engineer here at SAP. Dominic, are you tired of talking to us yet? Uh, not yet. I'm super motivated. So thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Thanks for being here. So the conversation is talking about feedback loops. And so Jesse, walk me through a couple examples of a feedback loop and how that relates to our last conversation. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're going to go pretty deep here, but let me just first start out with, with a, a statement. Um, for those that have ever played or learned how to play a musical instrument, um, it's just imagine how hard it would be if it took, uh, if you press the pia, uh, key on a piano or or or, or hit a hit a drum or or press the right key on a, on a woodwind instrument. It took you three weeks before you actually heard any sound that came out of it, right? It, you would you would not be learning very fast, right? You need to, you need to hear that squeak or that offbeat or that wrong key played right away, so then you know, hey, I can correct it and, and and do it a little bit better next time. So you know that's the concept of why feedback loops are so very critical. But let's let's really make this uh, put this into the the role of a, the developer experience and 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 start really low. And and I'm sure Dominic's gonna have lots of fantastic examples. But let's start very low and, and talk about you know a tool that that people are probably working in every day. And so we can start to. Uh, the, the, we can start to see things like the IDE, right? You're you're in your your development environment, and how do you get feedback quickly? Uh, and and you know that's why I think you know many developers prefer tools that give the feedback right away that you you know hit the wrong character or the you know whatever um, as quickly as possible. So that's a form of a feedback loop, and I think we're going to sort of walk through you know the uh, developer experience, talking about different things and different feedback loops where we're one might experience, but uh, I'll pass it over to Dominic um, uh, yeah. on this. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, your uh, musical example just triggered something off. Uh, I think the DevX Def days, um, uh, I've seen a perfect example. I think it was from um, Dear Kalutke, but I'm not sure. Uh, it was about the broken egg. So um, th this is also a super good example. Like, do you rather check in the store uh, if all the eggs are, um, whole and you can take them home or do you check at home and then get angry that you didn't check in the store because it was before <laughs> you actually bought them that's a great one so this is also a, a why you should get early feedback and um also yeah do it often i mean you need to only check once when you are there but you want to do it every time um because next time you will get again rotten eggs if you don't check again in the store so yeah this was for me in a a good remember and yeah we can next we can go from the smallest part as you said from the id to the little bit bigger parts um where we already touched like the ci part the cd part 
um, to the very big parts like the systems feedback, the customers. And we can also look at the DevOps laid down eight, like this infinity symbol. Each phase has different forms where we can check the feedback loops next time. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, yes. <clears throat> I'm just curious, you know, you, you both use examples about, you know, which, why you want faster feedback, right? Because, you know, to use the musical instrument example, you don't want to have to wait to hear that you can't play the clarinet very well. You also want to make sure that you don't walk out of a store with broken eggs, right? right? So what do you think, what do you think a team could do? Like, what's the quickest thing a team could do if they're just starting to try to figure this out? What's the quickest way for them to get that fast iteration to, you know, to get that fast feedback? Go ahead, Dominic. I have one very small thing. So not everyone has a linter. Um, mm -hmm. I think this is your first small step. So you want a linter in your IDE because everyone mm -hmm. should write the same style of code. It right. costs you nothing. It costs you one minute to implement, <laughs> or like to add the extension. And you can check it then later wherever you want in your pipeline. But it makes sure that when you make the bracket wrong, it will already go red and tell you, you must, you must have a space before the bracket. I think that's the smallest loop that I can uh, think of. You have one, Jesse, also a small one? No, not, not smaller than a linter, but, but I think <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I would add on to the next one. Um, it's, it, uh, it's fantastic if you guys have some conventions, um, you know, if you're using things, and, and this is a bit of an ASE topic, like, like clean code and, 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 and try to do things in, in similar similar ways around that, uh, that just makes it uh, for less sort of cognitive tiv load. Um, um, and, and it isn't exactly a, a level of a, of a faster feedback, but that's a, another small thing. But where that does help a little bit later is um, uh, we, we, can, we can start to make things easier to refactor, which again is part of the sort of learning, learning loop uh, of, as part of that. I, I have another, the learning loop is a good, is a good point. And I have another one, very small start. Um, there is two more practices one can try. Well, there is more of course, but the two I would try is you can also start pair programming because you yeah. will get feedback from your um, uh, partner Here. within seconds if they yes. practice or you program silently and then one minute later get a feedback. Yes. Same for mob programming. Um, yes. You invite some colleagues, just more than one, and you are a mob, um, and they give you feedback. So there's also a very small step where you can start to get uh, instant feedback. That's great examples, and and then I think sort of moving up uh, up a level, then then you're you're into your code review, you know, the uh, pull request type of of uh, of mode. Uh, that's another great place to to really spend time and do it right, and not just you know. <laughs> hit the button to, to merge, right? To, to yeah. actually to actually use that as a learning exercise um, uh, from that perspective. And I, I could, we could also talk a little bit about, you know, Sonar, Sonar Cube, making sure you have good code qualities using some of those tools that are, that are scanning those, those things, um, putting those uh, into the, 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 uh, the code check-in uh, portion. Yeah. You know, one thing I, uh, that you brought up earlier on was talking through how uh, you could have code standardization. 
And I think one thing that teams do with that, which gets them into trouble, is that they bury themselves so much in the weeds to where it's like they go really finite and really granular as to what they want for standardization that it's like it defeats the purpose of a quicker way to go, right? But also one of the things that you brought up when it came to pair programming, you know, a lot of teams' initial reaction is, I don't want to do pair programming because it's going to slow us down, right? And yeah. I would say in relation to what? Are you slowing down because you, you like to have bad check-ins? You like to have to reiterate over your code three, four, or five, six times, as opposed to somebody who's right there who tells you, wow, you know, you forgot to close your brace. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one, one point there, which is maybe also to take away is to know when to request a body is maybe also something that you need to experience. And there you can do the knowledge sharing. You can invite maybe your more senior colleague that is maybe a little bit more experienced. And you can also ask them like, hey, did I ask you too early or, or like, was it, because when you program a hundred getters and setters in Java, I think one does not do that anymore. The IDs do it, but you don't need to invite a colleague to do that, right? But when you do a price calculation and you want to include some taxes and percentages, maybe it makes sense to ask, right? So this is also something with experience you need to learn. Well, and I think that's another thing is that as a principal engineer, you probably get asked to do a lot of code reviews and you get asked to do a lot of, hey, what, what do you think of best practices? Because my wife's a PE and she is always telling me about how there are days she feels like she doesn't do anything herself because she's helping somebody else do something, right? But I think the, the conversation needs to be that it's okay for engineers to ask. It's okay for engineers to say, hey, I need help. And it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be with a PE, it doesn't have to be with a manager, it can just be somebody on your team because you as a collective are responsible for the code. It's not yep. you as an individual, the team Definitely. is responsible. Definitely, and I have to say like, um, when we work in day-to-day -day mode, um, I don't get mad, but it disappoints more when someone waits three days and then appears instead of, I don't know, investing 20, 30 minutes and then say like, hey, I have no clue what I'm doing. Let me ask anyone, basically just anyone uh, that can point you or do some code with you. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's also something that should be encouraged. Yeah. I'm going to give another example too, I think of, of good feedback cycles and that's to use like a, a TDD or BDD type of driven process. Right. And, and that, and, and for those that aren't familiar, that's test driven development. And, and what does that mean? Well, basically we're going to write our, our, our test first before we write the code uh, and then write the code against it. So that was the, until, until the test succeeds. Um, uh, and, and why is that a, a form of a feedback loop? Because again, we're writing, you know, we're, we're, we have something in mind that we're trying to achieve and then we're writing to, to get there and we're learning how we, how we go. And that's a good, good practice to implement uh, at, at, the, at the developer level that gives you fast feedback. Uh, and there's another tie to that too, and from a collaborative nature too, because that test can really be written in conjunction with your business users or your stakeholders um, so that, that uh, you really start to collaborate and clarify what is it that you're, you're, you're trying to achieve out of it. So that's another technique you can kind of use to shift left instead of the typical, um, I'm going to write the requirement, I'm, gonna, I'm going to write the code, we're going to go out and, and, and test that, and then we're like, oh, we didn't really 
mean that by our requirement wasn't as, as clear as, as, as we intended. So spending time on getting that test right is, is a great way of shortening that long loop of, oh, that's kind of what I meant by that requirement, but not, but not fully. Well, and that goes back to things that we've talked about on other iterations where it's, you know, good story writing leads to better examples, which leads to better acceptance criteria, which leads to better code, more conversation, you know, and it's like giving guidance, but not giving direction, right? It's, it's kind of like the difference between the two where you're trying to get somebody to a place, but you're not telling them how to get there. Yep. My, my mentor always used to say, like, um, when I was at the bottom of the mountain, he always said, I can, teach, I can uh, show you the way up or, or be your helicopter pilot. And yeah, then you need to choose the, to walk. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> right on. Is there anything else that we haven't covered? I want to make sure that, you know, we get everything in because this is a parking lot. We have all the time in the world. Although we don't, because we all need to go to another meeting eventually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, I, I think th I think this is a very practical experience. We started at a low level on, on purpose. Uh, we can talk about some of the general ones. We probably won't go into depth on, on the other parts of the life cycle. But you know, we've talked about uh, the de developer experience in the ID. We've talked about. Uh, some of the cool techniques like pair programming, mob programming, you know, linting, um, um, TDD. Those are all practices that that you can start off pretty small at a, at a very uh, small level. As we move more into the macro, again, using those value stream uh, mapping techniques to understand where your bottlenecks are will help you guide some of your things and 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 shift some of your your things left. And this is where some of like the DevSecOps, embedding those security tools, collaborating on compliance, you know, automating so those compliance as part of that pipeline help out a lot, right? Because you don't want to do all your stuff and then go back and have to change it. Uh, it gets very expensive. Yeah. So um, are we secure? Have we, you know, automated testing? Are we compliant? Uh, are we, have we eliminated a lot of some of the manual work? I, I know here at SAP, we're very, uh, focused on on secure code um, and compliant code. Uh, so do we have all those uh, things done and have we proven it and, and documented in a way that that makes it easy uh, easy on all of us to, to, to repeat that. Yeah. Um, and then there's things like, you know, the build process, the performance testing, those are things that uh, have to be thought about, uh, um, not just from a from a non-functional perspective, but from um, a flow perspective, are we getting feedback on those quick enough so that, you know, again, you're not waiting six months uh, to performance test code on something that you barely remember uh, uh, and on how to, how to refactor and make that performant. Yeah. Um, um, so those are all things. And then, you know, as we get even further out into the, the chain, um, especially on the infrastructure and operations side, uh, you know, are we making sure we're releasing um, uh, cattle type of infrastructure? In other words, things that can that that we don't have to spend a lot of time carrying, like pets, uh, and infrastructure that can be easy to be replicated. So we're not chasing all these one-off issues, um, and, and that starts to lead to the talk of like containers and 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 you know a bunch of other. Definitely. Or, or automating your infrastructure or infrastructure as code. I mean, there's lots of ways to get, you know, again, feedback loops quicker. So we're not like, hey, we developed this code and then like six months down the road, hey, we have a different infrastructure configuration that's causing all these, these issues. Yeah. Want to learn about that sooner. So 
starting very low to getting very, very broad. There are always chance for feedback loops for learning faster um, uh, and, and automating. I think it's also, this is also again a mindset, right? Like in every, you can do, you can search feedback like in anything you do the all day long. Uh, one thing we, we can also point out, and I think this is also crucial. Uh, you touched it, Jesse, a bit. The ops part, I mean, even in the monitoring, you get mm -hmm. instant feedback. Yeah. Simplest way to start, like run, like there is so dumb test to start. A smoke test every minute, ping the API, or like get the info point of the API every minute. Smallest feedback loop in the world. If it's down, you know it. So I think most teams have more elaborate setups, but this would be the, the easiest step to start in a smaller world. Mm -hmm. um, also in the, in the deployment, you can have feedbacks in the deployment, right? Like when the deployment fails, you see it in Slack, you see it in Git, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I think is especially also in SAP a bit underappreciated is uh, open documentation. Um, kind of where you also gather feedback from other artifacts than your product. And I think this is also something that we could point out like, hey, A, we would like to maybe, no, we don't like it, I would like it. But uh, open documentation is really strong, right? So you expose maybe the code of your documentation where people can immediately propose changes or you give them an option to give feedback. I know the help portal has a function where we can say, did you like this content? People say no. And you would, as a developer, since you own it end to end, you would need to run after because you want also your documentation to be better because then you don't get bothered with silly questions that you could write in one line into the docs. So I think this is also a loop outside. I don't know, Jesse, if you have that somewhere in the in one of your practices, but I think it will this is also a loop we can point out, right? How to get rid of support cases, how to get rid of um, the same question every day once. I mean, I, I have, we, have, we have Slack channels, <laughs> the GitHub channel in SAP Tools GitHub. Every day someone asks, when comes GitHub 3.4? And every day I give the same answer. It's documented, but people don't find it. So mm -hmm. there we could also improve, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, knowledge, knowledge. I mean, even moving beyond documentation, knowledge management at scale is, yeah. is really a tough problem. And and there's, you know, nascent efforts on some things. Um, I mean, like going back to the Stack Overflow, that's a good example of, of trying to, to share more more widely and or using Slack channels. But it is a, is it, it, it's 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 tough, um, and it's especially tough. I mean, with with here within SAP, we have um, a lot of GitHub instances to, to even, um, you know, share. I mean, it makes it also difficult to, to do the sort of inner sourcing sometimes just because we have very, yeah. very uh, non-linked, uh, um, um, you know, repos and things like that. But yeah, I mean, and, and, and then, you know, I think one of the, you know, I guess perhaps I'll, I'll end this with, and this is sort of a big loop. We've talked a lot about you know, loops at the very granular level, but we, one of the most critical ones and perhaps the most critical one is customer feedback, right? We, you know, if, we, if we've done the, the features, we've done the development, we're getting, uh, we're, we're, we're doing all of this infrastructure, making sure that things are, are reliant, reliable. Um, but at the end of the day, that doesn't matter if, if the customer is not using our product and we don't understand how our customers using our features and what their experience is like. So, I'll I'll leave it with with you know 
we at SAP need to do a much better job of understanding the actual usage of, of our, our features, of our products in order to, to really make sure we're, we're, we're delivering the value and innovating in, in, in the ways that, that we need to. And I'll, I'll throw in the, uh, for a team, you need to be able to inspect and adapt. So it's like, try something out. If it doesn't work, that's okay. Try it, try a different thing because you'll find the way that helps your team deliver better, right? No matter what kind of feedback loop it is, you know, even if it's using autocomplete for God's sakes on your IDE. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Well, I think we're at time. Sonny, thank you for letting me crash. Uh, thank the, you. We're going to, we're going to do some more. So, you know, probably tomorrow we'll have another episode. Uh, so until the next iteration, I'm Brent. And Jesse. And Dominic. I'm Sonny. Until the next iteration, you can give us a five-star rating at your podcast provider. Reach out to us on mail at info at fasterthanstandup.com, or you can find us on Twitter at FasterStandUp. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.